Broadcasting from the Any Hour Services Podcast Studios, I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and on this episode of In the House, we're going to be talking about the furnace ignition sequence and why you would even want to know that. Let's go. In the House is a podcast about the major systems. In the House, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. This week, I've got Kevin and Richard in the studio. They're managers of the, over the HVAC install and service department at Any Hour Services. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing really good. Ooh. Did you say really good to one-up his good? Uh, you know I did. Wow. That was subconsciously. I didn't do it on purpose, but. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, I'm wondering, are you guys planners when it comes to uh, like valentine's day do you uh, or are you like the stereotypical guy who procrastinates and like always disappointing your wife oh 100 percent procrastination on that one procrastination for you oh yeah kevin i'm you gonna one up him i'm definitely trying to beat the disappointment of when we got married you know because there's definitely Wait, when you say you're trying to beat the disappointment i beat i try to beat it every year so tried to make it more disappointing? It's, it's been disappointing. So to answer your question, no, I'm not a regular planner. But I'm still trying to understand, are you trying to make it more disappointing than the year before? I don't try to, but it just happens to happen. Yeah, but you said I'm trying to beat the disappointment. So what I'm trying to figure out is, it's are like you trying, trying to do? No, stop. Let me ask a question. <laughs> I'm the host of this mother-loving show. And I need to clarify so I can figure out what kind of guest you I are. I don't think I like the tone of his voice. <laughs> you know what? I don't think your wife likes your Valentine's Day celebration. She doesn't. <laughs> okay, so when you say, I'm trying to beat the disappointment, are you saying you're trying to make it less disappointing or more disappointing? Less disappointing. It's like okay. I'm trying to beat the COVID. So I'm trying to beat it. Okay, that makes sense. When, once we have it in context... Sorry, I got a little heated there for a second. I'm not I, honestly. I was, I was a little nervous there. For Surprised a you, huh? I was thinking Mike was going to kick me off the podcast for good, and I was like, I might like that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I would never make that as a punishment. Like it'd be too much of a reward. Uh, Are you? What about you, Mike? Uh, <laughs> this is the real. Truth. What's your wife's number? Let's ask her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can. I mean, I, I don't speaker. We don't celebrate Valentine's anymore. So That's sad. I, you know, I think I've only... Honey, I just don't love you enough anymore. I've it's, only done one good Valentine's, I would say, and that was a complete procrastination. Valentine's Day came across a great great idea. We actually came across a screaming deal for a cruise for seven days, and I booked it on Valentine's. Nice. So it worked out good for me that day. So procrastination paid off on that she day. like, I got a surprise for you, baby. Yeah. And then she's like, how come you booked it today? But I knew that if I booked it, earlier than that you might see the credit card you might see the confirmation email i wanted it to be as big a surprise as possible well actually i got home and then i had saw what she had done for valentine she made like all these brownies and heart shapes and all that and I t- so i text her i'm like fyi i got your gift before i saw what you did so i kind of <laughs> won this year <laughs> that's awesome um she obviously doesn't listen to the podcast <laughs> no she definitely actually i think she does oh well that's good that. so tell us kevin what what are you doing this year? Like, I'm, I'm going to help you because, I mean, it's 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 a couple of weeks away, Valentine's Day. So I know you've been putting things off until I just asked that question. But we're going to help you. Everyone listening, watching this video, leave some suggestions down in the comments for what Kevin can do. 
Hey, hey, let's not leave this just to less, Kevin. No, well, and I, Richard. I, I, yeah, I need some help here, too. Okay, Kevin and Richard are looking for uh, good Valentine's Day ideas, okay? Uh, do you want to give them any context to the types of things that your wife likes so that they can not just say, get her a nice pen? Like, that. maybe that does work. I don't know, but... Uh, She's a stay-at-home mom, then it's pretty easy. Stay-at-home um, mom, easy going. Yeah. Uh, does she like the outdoors? Yeah, does outdoors, she? Outdoors. She's not like a. She doesn't like all the fancy stuff. She's not like a girly girl, yeah. like makeup and things yeah. like that. Is she outdoorsy? Yes. Okay, adventurous. Yes. Okay, so that's for Ke- that's for Richard. Uh, give him some ideas that would that would uh, for a woman that fits that description. Kevin, give us a description of your wife. My wife likes anything fun okay she's so very fun. adventurous she's a zumba instructor she okay. loves dancing okay and that kind of stuff honestly all i would have to do if i attended one zumba class that would probably set me up for life it ain't gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is i know how to beat the disappointment <laughs> but yeah. i choose not to <laughs> i i am it's not that it's that i'm choosing to find a different route that's the easy what way if, out i don't like taking the easy way out i've got i've got an idea for you and I'm totally serious. And this might sound funny to people listening. You might not have to give Kevin an idea after he hears mm-hmm. this. You know that taking a Zumba class would like make her head explode with happiness and love and joy. Set you up for life, I think, is the words that you said. That's what I said. But you don't want to attend a class because I'm assuming you're like me. I, don't, I would be too embarrassed to try and do Zumba moves in front yes. of anyone. It has nothing to do with embarrassment. It has everything to do with I just got better things to do. Than to make your wife happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. That's what you said, though. Because <laughs> you asked in the moment. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I'm trying to help, and you're like refusing help. Okay, so I, well, you I can't tell if you're. I can't tell if you're just like playing this character of a guy that doesn't like want to do anything, or if that's the guy that you are. I like to do lots of stuff. Okay, just not Zumba. But Valentine's Day is not about what you like. I totally will watch the kids so she can go to her Zumba. Kevin, you're missing the point. That's, this is about That's five kids. That's five times the effort of someone with one kid. Maybe I'm that saying. maybe that doesn't mean as much because she knows how you watch the kids. Oh no, she I, leaves. Watch, <laughs> I totally watch the kids. I watch the one. Let me finish my idea. Let me finish my idea. <laughs> I know watch you them do what? I'm going to finish my idea. You don't have to do it. You've proven that you won't do anything. Um, here's here's my idea. If, if Zumba means that much to her and you don't, you've said you don't care about embarrassment, but I think that you do. Um, and this whole better time, give her a coupon. One free private Zumba lesson. And then like, just when she comes into the room that night, turn on the Zumba music and be like, babe, will you teach me a couple Zumba moves? That uh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> it's a great idea, Mike. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Because uh, there's a lot of things in my head right now that probably shouldn't be discussed. Well, it's your wife. I'm just so. saying. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, if you've got some <laughs> suggestions for Kevin that require minimal effort for maximum impact, it sounds hey, like that's what he's going hey, for. I've, I've taken her out of town for Valentine's Day before. I've tried her to get to go. Do How was that disappointing? I don't know. It sure seemed disappointing. So, hang on. I got to text somebody. They're like, keep blowing me up. And I'm like, I'm doing a show. Like, check my calendar. 
back Keep off. talk talk amongst each other. Give each other advice. Where did you take it, Kevin? Actually, hit. I okay, go ahead. That's a good don't question. Don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember which because I took her out for her birthday one time, and I took her for I've taken her places for our anniversary before, and I don't remember which one I did. Here, here's an idea. I know I know Kevin, Kat, you know your wife a little bit, so maybe what you got to do is plan a night where you can go out and go dancing all night long with her, like actually plan it. I want you to do one thing. The, I, look at my face. The reason I look this way is because, is because I've been dancing all night long way too many times. I know. That's why it's like you should do it. Because like, she, isn't she usually the one that says, hey, we're going out this time? You know, we, we haven't done that, is that a, a That's a yes or no. We haven't done it for yet. <laughs> of course she's the one. I'm not the one that's See, now that. See, you should do it. All we're saying, Kevin, this is an intervention. I asked if you were a planner and you said my only objective is to beat the disappointment. We are trying to give you. Can ways. I change my answer? Nope. <laughs> Actually, yes. I'd like to hear what your answer is. My, my answer is no. I'm not a planner. <laughs> <laughs> change the topic. Move on. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's actually dive into the topic of the show. Um, why are we talking about the furnace ignition sequence today? Well, uh, I had a great answer for that, Mike. But now that we've been talking on the show, it's because you're the host of this mother show. So that's how come we're talking about that is you sent it's us an email. Loving show. Yep. Mm. That's how come we're talking about it. Because I said we were going to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> okay. Well, Kevin, what do you think? Why are, <laughs> why are we talking about the, the furnace ignition sequence? You know what? I think it's good to understand how furnace works, um, especially because at the beginning, that's when you're going to notice if it's coming on or not. You know, uh, most people, when you turn your thermostat on mm -hmm. and you turn it up and you can hear the few little clicks and whirs and whatever yep. else, knowing what's going on a little bit mm -hmm. can let you be aware if something is out of the ordinary. Yeah. I mean, for me, the reason that I thought, you know, why, why do we want to talk about this is the more that I learn about it. I'm well, one on the show, like we're trying to bring as much value to people listening as possible. And it is geared more towards not being the most technical, you know, show in the world. It's more geared towards, you know, the homeowner that wants to learn a little bit more about their systems. And for me, that furnace ignition sequence, if you know what should be happening, if something goes wrong, and you know what to like listen for and you kind of know the basics of how it should be working it might help you to be able to like okay well this happens okay here's where my problem might be and i just think the more you know the better there's such a stigma around or at least there used to be i like to think that this show is breaking that stigma <laughs> it's not yet Knowing the sequence really helps us as technicians when we go out. Because mm -hmm. we go out to house and, you know, furnace isn't working or something. If someone can give us information, it helps us a lot to give us a starting point. We're going to say, oh, it just, I don't know, it doesn't heat the house. Yeah. But if we get like, well, I, I, it does this and this, then we can give us a better idea of where to at least start and give us. Because a lot of times we'll go out to house and it's like, you know, how often you take your car to the mechanic and now it works just fine. Same thing in the furnace as we get out there and it's like, now it's working fine. But if we give any sign of symptoms of, hey, it was doing this. It really helps us to even look a little closer to what it may be. Yeah. And the stigma that I was going to talk about was that there's there's a fear and an anxiety that people have that uh, they don't know enough about the systems in their home and how they work, the electrical, the plumbing, the HVAC. And there there's a real fear of being taken advantage of, you know, that like, oh, somebody's going to come in here and tell me that I need something. How do I know if that's the case? And so, like you said, you know, if people 
understand a little bit more about how things work if they can have an educated conversation and and we spend a lot of our time when we go out trying to educate people but there's a lot of people that or there's a lot of companies that don't teach their technicians to communicate with with the homeowner and to educate and teach them things before they just go in and start making recommendations and so i think that it, it's meant to you know empower people a little bit more than than they are right now so with that being said Let's actually just kind of go into the, you know, the furnace ignition sequence. We're going to take it from uh, all the way up to the point where the flames start shooting into the the thing, the thing. <laughs> so I'm so educated. I'm going to help you understand what the thing is. <laughs> the flames shooting into the heat exchanger and, you know, it's making heat. So everything that happens before that, because like you said, for the most part, you know, that's what happens and it, it, it works or it doesn't. So first thing that happens, how does it kick off that ignition sequence? Well, the one big thing that we get a lot is it just seems like everyone says it's my thermostat. Okay. Like thermostat's really the first thing that starts any process with your heating system and cooling system. But that's the communication, yeah, right? So that's what says, Hey, it's too cold in the house. Let's start the furnace. We get that call a lot. It's, it's just my thermostat where, you know, it can be the thermostat, but we get that a lot. It's the thermostat where it's really not the thermostat, but that's the very first thing is, is it calling for heat? Is the batteries good? Does it have batteries? Is there a wire connection that's been loose or what? Okay. So first thing that happens, thermostat calls for heat. And then what happens? Furnace receives a signal, uh, says, Hey, time to turn on, um, from there. And this is most furnaces. You've got a few that can vary, have a little bit of a variance from what this is, Okay. but your inducer motor will typically kick on. Okay. Um, inducer motor, basically its whole purpose is to create a draft. It's drawing air through the heat exchanger, past the burners. It's drawing it through the venturi. I mean, the whole thing is so that it can bring the air through, create the mixture, allow the gas to be able to have the right mixture so that it can ignite, because okay. that's got to be spot on. Um, and then along with that, it also helps pull everything through the heat exchanger and then out the exhaust, out the flue pipes. Okay, right. so, so that kicks on before anything happens, essentially to make sure that the pressures are right right mm -hmm. in doing that it closes a little we've got a switch or a sensor uh called a we'll call it a switch pressure switch uh -huh. right um and the whole reason it does that is to make sure that everything is clear and functioning before it actually allows anything to light right okay i have a question so when that uh inducer motor comes on if you've got a we'll just say 80 percent which isn't necessarily a high efficient system um, got the louvered doors. Uh, so when it comes on, it's, it's creating, you know, suction, pulling the combustion air in through that on the higher efficiency ones, where it's got the, the PVC pipe, when the inducer motor comes on, is it creating, uh, that's, it's creating the same, uh, you know, suction effect. Is it pulling the fresh air in through that other PVC pipe? Yes. Okay, perfect. So got that happening that comes on so that things can happen. What's the next thing? after the inducer motor is running and everything checks out and it's going, what's the next step that'll happen? Well, and just really along the same lines though, um, this, this is one of the most important things that happens when your furnace comes on. And it's something that can actually, uh, if there is an issue, you can notice because you'll have, and you can hear when that little blower, that little inducer motor kicks on because it'll kick on and then other stuff happens. If you hear it just kick on just it, you know that there's probably an issue and it can be an issue. Like you said, you've got the, the PVC pipes 
you can have an issue in either one of those pipes being blocked off um, or you know and that's what the whole pressure switch is for is to make sure that we don't have that issue yeah um, after that uh, after that typically you'll have your igniter will start to glow glow mm-hmm. now there's different kinds of igniters right you've got the the hot surface igniter that glows um, I was at Cam's house the other day. We were actually making a video of something else, and we were looking at his gas assembly, and on one end, you have the flame sensor, and on the other end, it actually looked like another flame sensor, and when it actually ignited, it was it was like a spark igniter. Um, is that, on that end, is it just a spark igniter, or is there another flame sensor down there? It's a spark, well... It's typically a spark igniter if you've got the flame sensor on the other side. Gotcha. So even though it looks like another yeah. flame sensor, mm-hmm. it's just there to conduct that arcing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So the igniter will glow. And the spark one, it won't start sparking right away, right? Or does it mm-hmm. start sparking immediately? Well, once the pressure switch closes it'll start sparking yeah once that signals there it starts sparking okay and everyone listening like even though we're like talking through these things pretty slow once the inducer inducer <laughs> that sounds awesome once the inducer motor comes on and that pressure switch verifies that everything's good these next steps happen fairly quickly yeah. right okay so inducer motor switch goes um the igniter comes on what happens next and after that the gas valve opens up and sends a flow of gas now you can have different gas valves. Sometimes it has a little pilot light that starts first. Okay. Um, that's not very many furnaces have that. But are those on older ones or just certain models? They're usually on the older ones now. Okay. Most everyone's gone to a, a hot surface igniter now or okay. a spark, but there are some that do light a pilot and then the pilot lights the main burners. I've never understood that. That's just one step that we could eliminate. That but pilot light doesn't stay lit the no. whole time. No. Nope. Okay. So. Um, then the, yeah, that seems weird. Yeah, I'm gonna make a small flame before I make a big flame. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just make the big flame; mm-hmm. seems more efficient. Yeah. Uh, then the uh, the igniter, the gas valve opens up and starts the flames. So that's the next thing after the igniter starts glowing. Okay, the igniter's glowing so that as soon as the gas is there, it combusts yep. and and turns into flame. So okay, so gas valve opens, you get flame. Hopefully, what's the next step? So your flame is going. Yes. Uh, in that step, you've got what's called the, we've talked about it before, the flame sensor. Mm-hmm. Um, the flame sensor's job is to sense that the flame has made it from the one side where it ignited all the way to the other side where the sensor is, just to show that we don't have any issue with gas not being lit and we don't have any gas that's going to build up and have issue that way. Sure. So after it verifies, hey, the flame is still there, because like... Um, it will do another episode. Probably our next episode will be all about flame sensors, but like that we'll talk about that more in depth. But once the flame sensor establishes that there is flame, um, then it's, it's just heating until, well, there's some other safety switches and things, yeah, right? To, so what are some t- other, well, typically if you're at that point, all your safety switches are good. Okay. I mean, you, you have a different, now every furnace has its little different way. It does it. You've got rollout switches, Okay, tell me what that is about. So those are more for once the burners, so your igniter turns on okay. and the burners start, it's designed so if the the flames roll backwards towards the front of the furnace, the panels, so to speak, 
it shuts the, the gas Back towards off. you. Yes. Like if you were standing in front of the furnace, those flames would kick back towards yeah. you. So it turns the gas off instantly. There's little sensors and it says, hey, there's a problem with something inside those heat exchangers or there's a whatever. G- give me a couple of examples of what could cause that, um, that rollback. Because our first step was the inducer motor coming on, allegedly creating a draft pulling you know the air and the flame and whatever's in front of that heat exchanger pulling that in so the fact that it rolls back what else could cause that that the inducer motor and that pressure switch wouldn't catch you could have a faulty pressure switch that's stuck that's closing too soon so meaning the inducer motor comes on and the switch was already set as like oh everything's good no typically that'll send a different code saying hey this shouldn't been closed already but if it's weaker than it should say I'm just going to make up some numbers here, but let's say it's supposed to close at like a point, point eight, Yes. And it actually closes way lower than that. Because it's weak. Because it's weak. It's, Got it. So now you don't have the draft you need properly. If you have a plugged heat exchanger, a cracked heat exchanger, you know, some things like that, that if you've got a draft inside the burner assembly or something like that, that initial start, you've got, a, you know, get available gas and that initial start is kind of like a ball of fire, just poof. Got it. So that split second is what you've got that, and that's typically what it is. Okay. That makes sense. So that's the rollout switch. Mm-hmm. Rollout switch? Is rollout. That, mm-hmm. um, is it rollout switch or rollout sensor? It's, it's a – I guess it would be – well – Either. It's a sensor. I think – Typically, your rollout switches are going to be a manual reset, uh-huh. so it means you have to physically reset them. They don't reset on their own. Is that those ones that have – like when you look at it, it looks like it's got the little red – Yep thing yep and so you have to go and press that push that in interesting so that's that's typically those rollout switches okay so i call them a switch okay makes sense um and then there's something that i've heard you talk about before and this one i would think is after those flames are going in but like a high limit switch Mm -hmm. so tell me what the high limit switch is and what it does so the high limit switch is just basically an internal temperature probe okay so it tells you your furnace is supposed to get or not go above a certain temperature and if it does there's a problem with airflow or something like that and it shuts the furnace down so it doesn't cause a fire or melting or stuff like that so once your flames are on and usually it's you know minute two minutes but if something if your blower doesn't turn on that that switch will trip it'll say hey we're too hot inside this chamber we need to cool down so it it kills the power to the gas valve and then it shuts the flames off okay so in my mind um actually question one thing a step that we didn't mention that i assume has to happen is um the the big blower fan at what point does it come on so typically after your flame has come on and okay. been established your flame sensor has said we're good uh it'll give it a minute 30 seconds to a minute to warm up gotcha and then that blower motor will kick on Got it. In, in an attempt to not blow like cold air around the house i see you know because their air will feel a little bit cooler but yeah it gives it a minute before it actually kicks on so in that one though there's a couple of different circumstances because like at my house i have my fan set to on all the time just to like keep the air circulating so and in that case would it be running and then once it's warmed up does it kick into a higher gear or does it just like move the same amount of air it's just now it's warm just depends on your furnace okay some of them have designed where they'll step up when the furnace you're staging for your continuous fan, I call it, is it set to a lower stage so you don't have feel that air moving throughout when there's no heat? Got it. So when it calls for heat, it ramps up typically. Okay, so after the flame is established, the heat exchanger's heating up after a certain amount of time, then that blower fan 
will will come on and start moving the air around the house. Mm-hmm. Um, in in my mind, I'm trying to think like logically. Is there are there any really other steps like because then the house heats up and then it starts over the thermostat gets warm enough and it's like okay cool you've met the demand of the house and then things shut down Mm -hmm. until the house cools down again and then it starts over is that about it that's your major components major components all right cool um what are some advantages of a homeowner understanding these basics or are there any or do we want to keep them in the dark i say keep them in the dark (laughs) Okay, no, just this, kidding. This one, uh... <laughs> it depends. Are they calling me on the phone and I'm walking them through it on the phone? Because that's <laughs> no, just they're, they're, they listen to the show and they're like, oh, they, just just people knowing more about how their furnace works. What's the it, advantage of it? I think the advantage of it is we get calls, you know, five o'clock at night. And it's like, man, it's, I've been wondering if it's been working all day long. Now having this information is like you don't have to wait. It's like it's definitely not working right. That's kind of the thing in the industry. It's Friday night, five o'clock. Get the phone calls. Well, it hasn't really worked all week long, but now it's Friday night at five, and I really you need to come out right now. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so, well, that could be frustrating. So having having that information, you can know right away. Hey, it's definitely not working properly. Let's get it looked at because it yeah. can cost you m- money having that thing not operate properly. Yeah, no, knowing when the different things are supposed to be on. Um, if your blower's running all the time, you know we talked about that high limit switch when it opens. It shuts everything down except for the fan motor. Usually mm-hmm. that fan motor will just run and run. Because and run. it's w- trying to cool it's everything to cool off. It's trying to cool it down, purge anything out of there, um, blow any gas out that might have gotten down in there. And so knowing that, hey, my furnace fan is running, but nothing else is going on, knowing that it's either I've got my fan switched to on instead of auto, or if it's on auto, there's an issue. And just, just that point. simple thing can let you know that, Oh shoot! I need to I need to get somebody to come and take a look at this. Something else that Richard explained to me the other day that I didn't really think about: understanding that when you set your thermostat, your furnace should run until the thermostat reaches the temperature that you did. And so, if you if you if it's sixty eight in the house and you set the thermostat to seventy, if it runs and you feel warm air for a little bit and then it shuts down before it gets to 70 and then it comes on again like if it has to turn on and then off and on and off in order to get up to that temperature Mm -hmm. then i don't actually remember what you told me the (laughs) the problem is but it's a problem (laughs) what was the problem we were talking about the fan limit combo switches got it okay so your your heat your um, so it's overheating your high limit is could be shutting it down and then resetting it got it and and you get a lot of that with not having people changing their filters often yes. enough or oversized equipment will will have that issue too. And and people they'll just let them run cuz it will get the house up to temperature yeah. eventually until it breaks something. Yeah. You know. So like un- just understanding that that is how it's supposed to work. I'm hoping that like okay, well this is how it's supposed to work. My house doesn't do that. I experience this. Like cool. It will it's keeping you from freezing at night. Mm-hmm but your system isn't working the way that it's designed to. And when it's not working the way that it's designed to, it is chopping years off the back end of its life because it's doing, it's not doing what it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, final thoughts on this, this process. I was just going to say just knowing and having an idea of how things work for anybody, I think is really good mostly because, so I got an example. I got my brother-in-law, uh, a few years back, went to his house for Christmas, showed up. First thing he says, hey, my furnace isn't working. Can you come look at it? Sure, it's Christmas. Why not? You know, <laughs> go down there in my, my nice sweater and 
anyway, so we go down, go down and look at it. And I walk into the room and the first thing I see is two brand new pressure switches sitting on top of the furnace that had obviously been installed, right? And then taken off. Mm-hmm. And so getting some information from him, he had actually had three other companies come out. They had all come, they had all diagnosed that he had a bad pressure switch. They had all replaced the pressure switch, which is a major component and part of your thing igniting, right? Uh-huh. And none of them had been able to fix it. And so I, I walked in there and just knowing what I know, within two minutes I had this thing running. Uh, the issue that he had was the combustion airline, one of those PVC pipes, had something stuck in it. And all I did, because it was Christmas, I just I, I popped it off so it could get some air in there, established that we could get it up and running. And I said, hey, you've got a blockage in this line somewhere. And then I actually let him mess with it after that. And he was able to cut open one of the junctions and found a big plastic bag that it got sucked in there. Mm. Right Now, if you know that, that uh, one of your lesser known parts, I mean, pressure switches, they go bad, but they get misdiagnosed a ton, right? Because it's an, a symptomatic sensor. It's, it's, it's showing you a symptom of something else that's probably going on. And just knowing that, honestly, I think a homeowner could help a technician who's struggling because three pressure switches, three different companies, and they all thought the same thing. And, you know, what, what do you do in that scenario? So an informed, customer, uh, an informed homeowner who can throw out, hey, you know, I've noticed this or I've noticed that, it can actually be helpful when you do have somebody come yeah. out there to take a look at things. It's like right now, like you guys have taught me enough that like if my furnace stopped working, I would be able to go down and be like, well, this is the order things should be happening in. Okay, here's where it stopped. And I would be able to like give the technician that comes, because I'm not quite to the point where I can like do like you and like I know everything that, you know, all these different side avenues to, you know, of what's causing what and what could be happening. But I'd be able to give a technician a very well explained like okay here's the point that we're at here's what the thing is doing and they may want to may want to verify and that's fine but like i can understand enough that like if the dude comes back to me and says like oh well here's this problem i'm you know i might know a little bit more and we can have a an educated conversation there with each other and as a homeowner that makes me feel a lot better understanding how those things work and i get that like not everyone is curious like I am with the way things work and how it how it operates and stuff like that, but some people are. And this show is for that person. Thank you for watching, person that's curious. <laughs> um, anything else? Okay. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. Thanks for not pulling attitude like Kevin did at the beginning of the show. That wasn't very nice. Hey, we never turn, told my dad joke. Well... I can't tell your dad joke because I don't know. Do you want want to hear my dad dad joke? I would like to hear your dad joke. You guys want to hear a construction joke? Construction, yes. Yes. I'm working on it. (laughs) That was good. I liked it. I wasn't quite sure what the setup was going to (laughs) be. That was epic, Kevin. That was epic. You liked it, right? It was amazing. I hope you go Zumba dancing one of these days. <laughs> yes. I hope your wife listens to the show and just says, this is the only thing. I, I want that private Zumba lesson. That's the <laughs> only thing I want. You know what? One of these days, I'm going to be that old guy who does go to the Zumba classes, who wears the spandex in the back, just because it's going to embarrass my wife to have me there. That's awesome. Someday, that'll be me. That's okay. That'll be our best mm. Valentine gift ever. You know what? When that happens... <laughs> Because you're closer to being that old man than you I, think. I'll probably be retired by then. 
this we're, show will still be going we'll, on we'll, and you'll still be coming in to do the show. We'll be. We'll, be. <laughs> well, remember back in 2021, Kevin, let Austin play that clip. <laughs> anyway, that's I'm, the show. I'm glad to know Austin will still be here then, too. Well, as long as he doesn't lose his dopeness. <laughs> that's right. We established that. Austin's getting married. Have we announced that on the show yet? What? What? Wait, you're married now. Wait, are you married yet? I no, I just got engaged. Just got well. I On know purpose. today, but like, what? Do you have a date yet? Oh yeah, I'm not married yet. <laughs> okay, so in, in uh, as, of as of February, as of February second. Yeah. Do you have a date yet? Uh, no, we're gonna f- hopefully have one at the end of this week. That's mm. awesome! Congratulations! Congratulations! Thanks, yes. guys. That's fun. So as long as he keeps the dopeness and his wife's cool with him, like doing the show. He'll he'll be he'll be doing the show. Would you go to a Zumba class there, Austin? Uh, last night I went to a yoga class. Oh. She's big into yoga, so I did the yogs, the yogs. for her. Okay. You know, and then I just try to like soak in whatever juju yoga vibes I can. You know, try to like benefit from the thing that she likes. You know what I'm saying? My uh, That's, I'm with Kevin. I told my wife like seven years ago I'd go to Zumba with her, and I still haven't paid up on that one. It probably is never going to happen. Does she remind you and try oh, to get yeah. you to Does do your wife go to Zumba classes? She did. Ooh. Every once in a while, she'll bring it up. So, it's, are you... It's not happening. Oh, I, I don't want to look like an idiot trying to do the dance moves. Well, well, most of the people in there probably look like an idiot. All you got to do is go and stand in the back. You don't actually have to dance. I mean, you then know. you're the creepy guy that's just standing <laughs> in the back trying to watch people do Zumba. <laughs> like, don't be that guy. I've seen that guy before. Uh, <laughs> you, well, you just said you wanted to be that guy. When you're older. <laughs> Kevin? I feel like you put words in my mouth on that one. I feel like I repeat your words to you, Mike, and you don't like the look that you see in the mirror. What's the difference between a hippo and a zippo? I don't know. One's really heavy, and one's a little lighter. <laughs> that was good. That was good. What's the difference between um, a poorly dressed man on a bicycle and a well-dressed man on a tricycle? I've heard this one. Got nothing. I'm thinking. I can't remember it. A tire. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, Austin, on the yoga, are, are you sore today? A uh, little, little core soreness. There's a lot of balance in yoga. Mm-hmm. I don't. Have you guys ever done it? No. No. Mm-hmm. It's like it's actually surprisingly. It's, I have done yoga. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> Not recently. <laughs> it's like surprisingly hard, and I've uh, heard it is. it's a good workout mm-hmm. actually. Yeah. Well, all right. Is, is everyone done? Everybody done? Yeah. Well. No more comments. Okay. Thank you for blessing us with that joke, Richard. You're welcome. I've been waiting for quite some time to tell you. You've been me. working on it? Yeah, since our last uh, our last podcast. Like, yeah. That's so great. Do you have more for future podcasts? No. Do you have to go back to the... I'm going to have to go. I had right. one, but I forgot it, so I'll have to think of it again. It was not a good one. Okay. You got to write those down. Text yourself or, or something. Anyway, but don't text me. I like the surprise of it. I like hearing the things and not knowing what they are. What was yours? I don't even remember the joke you told. Hippo and Zippo. Mm-hmm. That was good. One is really heavy and the other's a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Got it. That was good. I'm going to use that one on my kids. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that they'll get the Zippo reference. Like yeah, Zippos gotta, were like very know. 90s. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back next Tuesday with a new episode of In the House. Please tune in anyway. Forget about what happened here. 
it'll I hope it'll be better. We apologize. I'm just kidding. This was a great episode. I thought the ignition sequence was a good conversation. If you'd like to know more about any hour services, visit anyhourservices.com. I've been your host, Mike Wilson, and you've been listening to In the House. See ya. Thank you.